shows. Okay, it's recording cool. now. Is this okay? Okay, yes. Because I wasn't sure if it was on my end. Okay, cool. Awesome. I think we okay. are ready. Yay. All right. Um, (laughs) (laughs) Afternoon, everyone. Thank you so, so much for joining us for another podcast, another episode of Mental Matters. I'm Kimberly. I'm with Psyche. And today we're joined by Kopano, uh, who's going to be the TuxFM presenters, as you guys know, uh, with us with Mental Matters. And our special guest today is Dr. Katsia. So just a quick introduction to who Dr. Katia is so you guys can familiarize yourself with who's going to be speaking to us um, on today's topic. Dr. Katia has been a lecturer at Safakumakato and at the University of Johannesburg and is now a lecturer at the Department of Psychology here at Tux since 2010. She has obtained her PhD in psychology and her research interest involves the study of psychophysiology of adults and adolescents in terms of their well-being. She is currently the only psychologist at UP who is a member of the neuroscience group of UP's Institutes for Cellular and Molecular Medicine. Welcome, welcome. Thank you so much, Dr. Katia, for joining us. Thank you, girls. (laughs) I appreciate being here. Um, before we get in, I think our question we're, we're asking all of our experts first is, how are you feeling today? Um, and yeah, where are you at? Um, I'm, I'm fine. I think like most of the students, very tired. Um, my postgrad students, and I'm speaking about the students I supervise by very often surprised when I send out an email stating I'm going to take leave because I'm tired. And then they realize, but wow, lecturers also get tired. But yes, mm-hmm. I'm tired, but I'm in a good space. So, so and yeah, busy finalizing some stuff because when you guys go on a break next week, I also intend to take a break. <laughs> That's good. Very we good. absolutely love, we love that. That's yeah. important. Yeah. Um, I think it's a very valid point that you raised, Dr. Katia, about being tired. Now, just to sort of, I guess, take us from, you know, take us into what we're here for today. I just wanted to ask, how does, you know, uncertainty and sort of the lack of not knowing what's going on around you and how it affects you, how does that sort of play into your mental psyche? So how you go through your days, um, does it in, in essence make every day a little more difficult than a normal day would be? Um, and how is that sort of affecting not just lecturers, but students, people in, um, you know, working jobs and so forth? Um, I, to, um, I don't want to go into a whole theoretical thing here, but yeah. um, it is it's interesting to note you have mentioned some very important and it's this whole thing about uncertainty. And if you look at what anxiety is, it anxiety is defined as uncertainty and being worried about what the future holds. So what we see now is with the anxiety um, caused by the lockdown, uh, the uncertainty, sorry, for that Freudian slip, but with the uncertainty caused by the lockdown, Uh, we have increases in anxiety and anxiety has both a physiological and a psychological side to it. So 
your, your brain actually experiences an imbalance when you become uh, anxious and that Im imbalance leads to depression because anxiety and depression has a, a, a positive relationship. So, so then automatically with the depression comes uh, uh, the, you know, what, what most people uh, experience now as tiredness. Uh, I just want to point out here that the SI depression and anxiety group has informed us that they have uh, seen a significant spike in people phoning them with regards to anxiety and depression ever since the lockdown has started. And most of these people aren't people who have had trouble with anxiety and mm -hmm. depression before. Wow, that's insane. Sure. Um, did mention, Katia, uh, that there are sort of like neurological and physiological, you know, aspects to it. Um, could you please explain that? Because and for most people, they learn about um, depression and anxiety and all types of mental illnesses off the internet and so forth. Do these form a part of a neurological problem, problems, or do these actually work together hand in hand a lot? Oh, no, you. <laughs> I wish you were in my psychophysiology class because um, <laughs> <laughs> um, if, if I say uh, people see them as two separate processes, but and actually they are intertwined processes mm -hmm. that um, they will either run, um, you know, the one will lead to the other or they will run um, simultaneously. But to give you an idea what happens uh, or anxious, for example, let's say we don't know when the lockdown is going to end. Mm -hmm. So you mm -hmm. sit at home, you're tired, uh, um, you're worried about how you're going to deal um, with next semester's online uh, um, uh, teaching, etc. So what happens now is your heart rate increases, your, uh, your blood pressure uh, spikes. And the, the brain is a very weird thing, if I can put it like that, because what the brain um, experience now is that you are entering a, a stage of fight or flight or freeze mm. for that and the brain is not in a position to discern and see but i am actually not attacked by something concrete there's not a lion in my room all that the brain experience are these heightened or, or this heightened physiological arousal and as soon mm. as the brain experience that it goes into this a fight flight or freeze mode and then you get energy being uh, released in the form of uh, epinephrine or and norepinephrine, what you know as adrenaline. And then because we aren't going anywhere, you can't really do something about the situation. You are basically stuck in lockdown. So every day you're going through that process over and over and over again. So what sure. the body, um, what happens to the body now is it realizes it can't escape from the stressor. But, but it, it doesn't tell itself, listen, I can't escape from the stressor. I need to adapt to this. So, uh, it, it just goes on and on and on with this negative cycle of releasing uh, um, the cortisol, uh, cortisol, which is the stress hormone, um, 
re-releasing epinephrine. And what happens in the end is that, for example, your adrenal glands, which is uh, responsible for the release of uh, adrenaline, they get fatigued. And that's why a lot of people refer to uh, burnout as uh, adrenal gland fatigue. And I sure. think most of the students um, during this stage are experiencing adrenal gland fatigue because you are confronted with a stressor and you can't physically do anything about the stressor. Um, the, the, there's no end in sight for the lockdown. So the body is continuously worrying. And also as part of this worrying, what we see now is um, with this imbalance in, in and sorry, I'm, I'm just trying to, to, to uh, uh, put it simplistic, but with this imbalance, what we also see in the brain is the more tired you become, the, the less um, serotonin and uh, uh, dopamine your, your, your brain will secrete. And that directly has an impact on the experience of depression. So mm -hmm. as you can see, we call this a negative feedback loop because you're stuck in a situation uh, uh, you can't do anything about the situation. The body keeps on reacting to the situation. And because her body keeps on reacting to the situation, it ultimately leads to fatigue, psychologically sure. and then physiologically. Yeah. Sure. So, yeah, that's quite a lot of um, stuff that I think, you know, hasn't really been explained exactly like that, especially when it comes to why we're yeah. all feeling so tired in terms of this lockdown. Um, I, I just thought, you know, maybe not seeing people is not motivating me enough, <laughs> but that's actually making a lot of sense. <laughs> <Same>. um, <laughs> But just, you know, to address, you know, maybe one of the aspects of our topic today, which is how to make use of the upcoming break. So how can we make sure we're getting a proper rest and how can we regain energy? Can you explain maybe in terms of that negative cycle you spoke about, the negative feedback loop, why is staying active so important to our mental health? How does that affect that, the dopamine, the serotonin, etc.? Um, Kim, I, I want to come in here and I, I, I want to build you a curveball. And I want to say, let's, let's move um, first away from being active to, mm. to, to look at how you can deal with a situation. And one mm. of the things that you can, can do that, that um, we are currently researching is um, looking at mindfulness. So uh, mindfulness also, it, it, it takes time to, to teach mindfulness to somebody. But if, if the students just can come to a point where they say, okay, you know, I'm in lockdown, but I'm only going to focus on the next hour or so. Um, so, so not look too far ahead. Don't look towards mm. November. Don't even look towards next week. Just look to towards today and then break the day down in I, I, I call it bits that you can deal with and then you take each bit as it comes along and you don't think about the remainder of the day until you are finished with one bit because what mm -hmm. you are then doing is you're reprogramming the brain not to focus on the future and not to worry about what's going to happen in the future but but you're telling the brain okay this is what we can do this is what is in our power because mm. mentally you like to be in control 
And the first mm. thing before we talk about anything else is you need to take control of your situation. And that you can do through mindfulness. And then also sure. before you get to exercise, I want to suggest um, to your um, listeners that they first of all need to get some proper sleep. Um, mm. We are now wow. at, at mm. a stage where we actually need to recharge your batteries. And the, the best way to do the first step out of this negative feedback loop is getting enough sleep. And you're going to hate me, but enough sleep actually means 9 to 11 hours per night. So, sure. so not going to bed at 12 and getting up at 5. <laughs> no, my dear. No. If you're so tired after the, 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 um, the, the psychological and physiological strain that we went through now, 9 to 11 mm. hours is actually the prescribed amount of sleep. And then, mm. yeah, then you can start, and also uh, uh, um, what I will suggest to listeners is if you, if you think you are burnt out, and how do you realize you're burnt out, is after 9 to 11 hours of sleep a night, if you wake up and you're still tired and you don't feel refreshed, then I mm. want you to, to, how can I say, uh, take a step back from if you're a very active uh, person. My son, for example, he is gymming like mad here at home. So so if you are, are one of those students that are gymming like mad at home and you realize now but you are burnt out, tone down on the exercise because exercise is, is important. But what happens now is... Um, what do you incorporate in the exercise? Because the what becomes part and parcel now of uh, uh, um, what the exercise can do for you and how the mm. exercise will impact on the psychophysiology for the body. So if I can explain on, on what I'm saying. So if you jog every day and you realize you're burnt out, tone it down and just take walks for example. Mm. And when you walk, make, make certain that you walk at such a pace that you actually uh, um, do, do try and do a scenic. Um, one of my PhD students and um, she and I also uh, published an article on this where we have discovered that natural scenes has a, 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 a amazing impact or actually a significant impact like the lecturers will say has a significant impact on on restoration on on psychophysiological restoration and decreases of stress levels so and and also uh, um, what what previous researchers have discovered and what I'm now also setting out to prove among students is that being in nature actually increase serotonin and dopamine um, since sure. human beings have an uh, uh, innate uh, uh, need for for being in natural settings so yeah i don't want to complicate the conversation too much but there is proof of a genetic predisposition that we need nature when we need to uh, uh, restore uh, uh, our energy levels wow okay sure. i've Learned so much personally. Yes, I know I can relate to the and like worrying about the future because literally every single day I am 
on some form of the job platform and I'm trying to, you know, apply for things. I'm trying to think about, oh my gosh, am I going to do honors? Where am I going to do honors? Are my marks good enough for honors? And it's what you said is it's about grounding yourself and just reminding yourself that, okay, control what you can, one test at a time, one day at a time. I think that's very important thing to consider, especially since we are sort of ending exam season, going into second semester. But now I also want to ask, um, outbreak, depending on who you are and when you're writing, um, you can either be me, be having a two-week break, or you could be having a three, four, five-day break. How do we sure in that five, three, four, five days that you are getting the sleep that you're supposed to be getting? And also when you're during the how how are you active but rest your brain? I don't know if that makes sense. Like, how do you ensure that you are a participant of life but are not straining your brain? Because, I mean, you just finished exams yeah. and you're still resting and you, you can't go into full lazy mode because in three days' time, you start a new semester. Yeah. You know, Kupono, that, um, that's a very, very excellent question. Um, and I just want to cite, uh, um, so, uh, sorry, I keep on citing research, but just to show students that I'm not thumb-sucking this. <laughs> but, but you know what? Uh, you, speaking about some students only having the five-day break, uh, research has shown that, that you can, as we call it, baseline. And that means go back to a natural state where you are rested and uh, will have recuperated uh, for, for, for the next semester. Is that can actually be achieved in six days. But in those six days, you must really, as I say, uh, tone, tone it down. Um, and to, to sort of contradict you, in, in that week, if you one of those unfortunate students or lecturers like me that only has a week to recuperate, um, what you do is completely tone it down in that week. I would really suggest, you know, tone down your, again, I want to reiterate, tone down your physical exercise. Um, mm. Make about you. Have so much Pack it with me, me, me time. Um, we teach, we, I'm a parent myself, as you've heard, but we make a mistake as parents to teach you to be unselfish. And it's wrong. And your mothers and fathers are going to hate you for this. But it's wrong of us to teach you to be unselfish. You need to be selfish. Because you are the best person to take care of yourself. Uh, one thing that I've seen in my studies with psychophysiology is the best uh, uh, voice that you can listen to with regards to your body is your inner voice. And that inner voice will tell you what your body needs. And so many times, you know, we have this perception of, but the inner voice, it's crap, I'm schizophrenic, I'm hearing voices, etc., etc. It is fine to slow down and to say, listen, my body is trying to tell me something. If you want to go for a 20-kilometer jog and your body, you, you have to drag yourself out of bed and your, and your mind is actually screaming, no, 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 I can't do this. And you even don't have energy to put on your clothes. Listen to your body and get back in bed and then sleep because your inner, but that inner voice is telling you what it needs to recharge. 
Um, I just want to, I don't want to scare your listeners, but, but something that my burnout research has discovered or uncovered is that a lot of people uh, uh, believe, and I, I want the listeners to make the distinction about being tired, you know, the usual tired and then uh, being burnt out. So, so burnt out, as I say, is when you get, when you have all that sleep in the evening or at night and you still can't get out of bed. Mm -hmm. Now, the scary thing, a lot of people, they go to their GPs and I, people, please, I'm not contradicting your GP, but they go to the GP and the GP say, physical exercise will, will, will get you back uh, on your feet and it will make you feel better. But what mm -hmm. we've discovered, if you burned out, remember, I, 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 I associated or I, I said to, uh, or I, I told you that burnout is related to adrenal fatigue. So mm -hmm. the, the adrenal glands aren't in position to actually produce uh, uh, adrenaline anymore. So now you go on a 20 kilometer run and what you are doing is you are putting a huge amount of pressure on your adrenal glands because in order to do that plus 20 case you need a huge amount of energy and your body mm. can't produce that energy so do you see you're actually leading the body for energy and that's why a lot of people when they burnt out and they do exercise um, I spoke to uh, several people who told me, you know, after getting back in my car after gym, I, I barely couldn't reach home. And, and what's scary is um, I also had participants in studies coming to me and say, after a gym session, um, I'd experienced severe headaches, got nauseous, mm. um, um, uh, um, stomach aches, which I couldn't uh, uh, attribute to anything else. So, so mm. that's when your body is telling you, listen, I'm, I'm not producing the, 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 the energy or, uh, or, or, or the, uh, um, the resources that, 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 that you need. So that's why I say tone down everything. Have me time. Um, the guys must learn from our ladies. Have long, drawn, warm baths <laughs> with candles, you know. Mm. Soak in the bath. Um, Something else, if you're into animals, you won't believe that how amazing animals are for your stress level. It has mm. been shown that in the first five minutes of stroking your cat and your dog, your cortisol levels decrease significantly, while your serotonin and your dopamine levels will increase significantly. And in addition to that, your oxytocin levels will also rise. Now, oxytocin is that hormone related to, uh, uh, it, it makes you if, you, if you have high levels of oxytocin, then you feel safe. So do you see why oxytocin is so important during the lockdown? Because mm. we need to feel safe, we need to feel nurtured. And, and mm. yeah, as I say, five minutes with, a, with, a, with, a, with a, a cat or a dog can do that for you. And if you're not mm -hmm. a cat or a dog person, you know, I know you're adults, but hey, get a teddy bear. You know, <laughs> teddy bears aren't so good as, as living animals. But, but yes, uh, it, it, it has proven, you know, uh, sleeping with a teddy bear also increases this psychophysiological well-being so it, it's all about also rediscovering your inner child do things mm -hmm. that are fun 
you know, I have this friend, he, he can't understand me because during our holidays, he goes to Cinema Nouveau and he reads these deep books. What I do on a break, I watch the silliest movie at the cinema, but doesn't take <laughs> anything uh, or any cognitive, uh, uh, um, how can I say, it, it, it doesn't involve any major cognitive processes from my side to understand the mm. story. And I will read these silly books that you read it and it's fun, but, but you don't need your intellectual faculties to, to follow the story. So, so mm. it's fine to say, listen, uh, um, uh, me as a student, I'm going to take a break. I'm going to do silly stuff. Um, Kim, I, I, um, yeah, I know exercise is, is good, but I also want, mm. as I say, as part of treating yourself, eat. Eat a little, not not the whole chocolate, but eat a slice of chocolate. <laughs> do, do the things that make you feel good about yourself. And here Kim is eating the entire chocolate. Oh. Um. <laughs> <laughs> I will join you on that one. <laughs> it might be three of us. Oh, Dr. Katia. No, definitely. And I think Kobano will... Um, agree with me here i think the fact that you've completely kind of i don't want to say contradicted but you've, you've given us a new angle to mental health is absolutely amazing um yeah. i think a lot of us kind of are really hard on ourselves and i mean maybe i'm speaking to you know the converted here maybe it's just me but i, I know i'm very hard on myself especially um during lockdown yep. and holidays you know, because you're thinking, oh, now I have yeah. no excuse. I should be exercising. I should be a lot healthier. I'm sitting around all day. I don't even have classes anymore, but I can't bring myself to exercise. And everything you're saying right now just actually fills me with so much, I don't know, like optimism that, you know, me listening to my body, me listening to, you know, um, my inner voice, as you put it, is actually me looking after myself. And I think a lot of our listeners will be yeah. able to identify with that. Definitely. Um, Kimi and Kupono, what's worrisome to me is the fact that, you know what, um, we, we've been locked down um, for our physical sake. But, but nobody is looking at the psychological uh, impacts. And you mm. know what? I'm, I'm not uh, um, criticizing the government because this is a historical thing. Um, I, I spoke to my son about it the other night. If you look at uh, 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 what has been told to us by, uh, about uh, um, historical figures, there's, there's always this description of, of what they endured physically. But little is known about what historical figures endured mentally. That's so true. And even we, we, we get these autobiographies, but does it really tell us something about those people's uh, 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 mental states when they mm. had to deal with stresses? Mm. And, and yeah. that, that is uh, cumbersome for me. Is like, we, we're living in the 21st century and still people are not realizing the impact of, of um, stresses on, on the psychology of, um, of a body. And as I say, you, you, you can't look at the physiology without taking the psychology into account. Unfortunately, uh, um, 
internationally, if you if you look at the huge attention that neuroscience is uh, uh, gaining now um, in the international arena, we will see that that more and more research researchers are starting to realize that you 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 can't look at the physiology without the psychology, and you cannot you cannot mm -hmm. look at the psychology without the um, physiology. Uh, and I also want to say to the to the listeners, they are various. I'm not a please. I'm not a clinical psychologist. I'm not a therapist. But my research has shown that there are various forms of depression. You don't need to necessarily suffer from depression to experience depression in this time. So, mm -hmm. so what I'm trying to say is you can be de depressed about or can get depressed about what is happening now to you. Sure. And it's not clinical depression per se. Yeah. Wow. That's a good idea. I've, I'm I've rambling. really, no, it's okay. <laughs> I've really learned a lot from you. And from my side, I don't have any other questions. I don't know if Kim has yeah. any others, mm. but um, I think we've pretty much learned how it's, it's the small things. It's the everyday bath. It's the painting your nails. It's the waking up, watching the sunset or watching the sun rise or just the small things in our lives that can help our you know our psyche and our ability to just rest and be okay so i think from my side thank you for that because i'll use this one it's a pleasure and if i can add some silly exercises to that hug yourself hugging yourself uh, a lot of students yeah there you go. a lot of students laugh at me if i say hug themselves but hugging yourself also releases um oxytocin in if you go really exercise, dance. Dance is excellent mm. exercise, and it also uh, lead to increased levels of uh, um, serotonin, dop dopamine. Yeah. So mm. it's all about sure. having fun. Sorry, oh, Ash, you can hear my face. Her baby is barking in the background. <laughs> <laughs> and I think, yeah, just to... To, to summarize as well what you were saying about um, the exercise, Dr. Katia, is guys, take it easy during this time. Like, it's, it's okay to take it easy right now. And if you're going to do a bit of yoga... If you don't or have if a you're, six pack, it's okay. It's, it's fine. It's, okay. it's really fine. It's okay. And if you're going to do some yoga <laughs> or you're going to... If you if you're gonna do like a, some yoga or some or have a little walk, try to do it outside. You know, like Dr. Kudzia was saying, uh, we need the nature, we need the greenery, we need to feel, you know, connected to the world we're living in. So I think that's the other thing is a lot of people are kind of a bit petrified of going outside. Obviously, social distance, keep safe, but as far as you can, take that short walk outside. And I think what Dr. Kudzia was saying is it'll do the world of good. So yeah. Dr. Katia, yes. thank you so much for being with us today and for sharing you all for of your expertise. Thanks. Yeah. Thanks. I hope that makes sense. Because yes. Also, yes. at this yeah. stage, you know, when you're tired, you tend to ramble and... <laughs> no, <laughs> no that was a perfect thing. Like, I think <laughs> academics in general love talking, but it's fine because you made sense. So it's all good. Yeah. But remember, yeah. we miss standing in front of the door. <laughs> <laughs> That's also very true.
That's so true. Okay, okay so okay, I'm just going to... Really missed your biceps. Oh, we missed you guys too. Sorry, Kim. No, no, no. Yeah, I was really just... I was just going to say, okay, so I'm just going to wrap it up then in terms of mental matters. Um, thanks so much again for having us and for you actually being on the show. Um, I'm going to stop the recording. Kopan, is that okay? All good.